Go ahead, shake that jar of sprinkles and celebrate your role as a mom. I'm Stephanie Fleece. And I'm Michelle Fortin with City Mom Collective. And our hope is that the next 40 minutes or so bring a smile to your face, a skip to your step, and a sprinkle or two to your mundane. This is Just Add Sprinkles, Celebrating Motherhood, a podcast by City Mom Collective. Hey, mamas. So here's the deal. This podcast is called Just Add Sprinkles, but today we're talking about nutrition. Are you (laughs) saying that sprinkles aren't nutritious? I'd love to be able to say that they are, but I'm afraid there's plenty of things that are not nutritious about them. (laughs) You know, we should invent um, nutritious sprinkles, like orange sprinkles that are actually made from carrots and green ones from broccoli purple ones from beets or something. You know what? That one, that actually might go over fairly well. (laughs) Like in the mama crowd. I say we in all of our spare time. Exactly. And you know what? It actually might already exist. So if you know of nutritious sprinkles, please please send send them our way. (laughs) We'll send you our shipping address. (laughs) You know, there was a series of books, cookbooks by Jessica Seinfeld. And um, I think it's called Deliciously Nutritious. We'll link to them in our show notes. But where she had basically made all these delicious recipes for kids with hidden nutritious ingredients, like brownies that actually have broccoli in them and or spinach or something like that. And I made that a lot when my kids were little and got away with so much. It was fantastic. Yeah, your kids are such suckers. You did it. <laughs> you, did. <laughs> well, it actually kind of reminds me. Did you watch the second uh, Christmas Chronicles? I think uh, that's one of the scenes is that there's this massive amount of amazing treats that were all made by Mrs. Claus that were all like vegetables. Yes, I did see that. Yes, our kids would love us if we could do that. But, if we could, you know. yes, I know. Yeah. I also like a good sweet myself every now and then. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I know. So it's probably a little bit comical that the two of us are going to talk about nutrition in the home. However, (laughs) I think both of us have had, you know, some different stories of like how we have broached bringing, being more nutritious in our homes and things. And so we're going to share a little bit about that and talk a little bit about um, a couple of our local sister site uh, contents that are around that topic too. Yes, we are. So Steph, you've done Whole30 a few times. Yes. You know what? I have, un- unfortunately, <laughs> I've done Whole30 two times in the past, like, four months, which is what? not advisable. I would say don't do this if you aren't just a guilty, for you, you want punishment. But um, <laughs> you know what? I We did it back in October uh, because I was finding that on top of just the pandemic hitting and just being exhausted from the emotional part of it and yeah. physical, I just was tired, you yeah. know? And uh, I was like, maybe maybe it's just a purely like what I'm putting in my body sort of thing. And so both my husband and I dove headfirst into being very strict on Whole30. And it was really advantageous for us in a lot of ways. I, got, I was, had far more energy. Wow. Uh, it forced me to make some different types of food that I traditionally don't Mm -hmm. do uh, and add those recipes that were really, really good into our normal, like weekly meal plan, Mm -hmm. which is really advantageous. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I've done Whole30 in the past and it definitely is good. The thing that's hard is the no dairy. (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh. I love me a good cheese. Oh, same. Oh, Oh, I eventually just got so tired of uh, nuts, but that's okay. Oh, Yes. (laughs) 
So, and you've done Trim Healthy Mama, right? Yes. So we do, I mean, I, you know, Steph, I love, I love your recipes. You have great recipes. I love a good recipe, but I have several cookbooks, but the Trim Healthy Mama cookbook is literally falling apart because I've used it so much. Mm -hmm. I need to go have it rebound. That's how bad it is. But uh, this Trim Healthy Mama, it's a, it's a diet plan, quote unquote, um, loosely. It's not really a diet diet, but it's an eating style that kind of focuses on uh, coming back and forth between what they call um, energizing meals or um, S meals, which are, I'm blinking on what they are, but basically they're fattier meals. So you have some meals that have carbohydrates in them, and then you space out when you can have um, a meal with more fatty stuff in them. And uh, the recipes, though, are just to die for. I just made the other night, I made a creamy garlic Parmesan chicken dish that my family inhaled. And I just keep going back to all these recipes. They're amazing. And then they all are so are also really balanced in, um, you know, as long as you kind of space out um, the carb intake and the protein intake. And Mm -hmm. there's several other diet plans out there that kind of follow that model. But um, I just love the Trim Healthy Mama cookbooks. And um, yeah, their recipes are amazing. Well, I wish you would. I wish you would have seen my ear perk up when you said creamy, just because, like, to your point, (laughs) the lack of dairy in the whole thirty is pretty intense. Although I did find a number of really excellent whole thirty approved recipes with um, coconut milk in them. Oh, nice! Uh, So you felt like your body was a little bit tricked into the creamy dairy yeah. type uh, flavors, mm-hmm. but uh, with healthier alternatives. So yeah. oh, I love a good, like a Thai dish with coconut milk. Mm. Yeah. Although, you know, what's funny is a lot of these things with coconut milk were not Thai at all, nor did they even taste like coconut really? milk. They just mm. made the dish creamy. It was, they were excellent. We did a number of recipes with um, sunflower or sun-dried tomatoes and uh-huh. then the coconut milk kind of as a, you know, glaze sauce over chicken. Super, super tasty. So Sounds delicious. Uh, well, Gosh. yeah. And I, I also have something in the crock pot right now. Uh, that's a whole 30 approved is a barbacoa beef. Uh, and it's amazing. So we'll have to nice. make sure to link to some of these recipes so people can check them out if they're interested in trying some new recipes. So yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, Steph, you know, I, I want to, you know, you and I go back a few years. Yeah, friendship. just a few. Just a few. <laughs> and I remember there was a moment in time where you did Steph's, was it Steph's Meals? Steph's Menu. Steph's Menu. That's right. Yeah. You yeah. get a whole Instagram page and an I sure did. E- email yeah. list. And you would basically send out meal plans for people. And you had a bunch of recipes that you pulled from. I still actually regularly rotate in. Uh, three of your recipes. It was the quiche, the sausage quiche. Oh yes, that one's delicious. The um, the salmon patties. I have uh-huh. uh, maybe twice a month here. Love them. So good. And um, the other one, and then the, of course the stetson salad, which you're famous for. But I yeah. I use those all the time. I love those recipes. And so meal planning is just kind of one of your things. It is, and you know what I. I, I'll give this disclaimer. I do not think meal planning for, I think for people that bend more type A, it comes more naturally. Meal planning for people that like 
are super flexible and love to like wake up and feel the moment <laughs> and decide what they want to eat that day. Like meal planning feels a little restrictive for those types of personalities, which I think is totally a-okay. Uh, but meal planning for us has been incredibly helpful because uh, I really only go to the grocery store once a week. Mm-hmm. I go pretty much the same day roughly the same time. Uh, and I plan out all of our meals for the week. Now I do give myself some flexibility to like, if I wake up and I'm feeling a different meal that I have planned for later in the week to swap things out. Uh, but that not only helps just keep us accountable to eating at home and cooking at home regularly, it's also way less expensive. Like if you stick to, um, you know, planning out things for a week in advance. I agree. agree. Yeah. Yeah, Um, for sure. So, well, here, let's talk a little bit about some of what our sister sites are saying about this topic. And so um, specifically, our Kansas City Mom Collective site has a post, uh, meal planning for beginners or just really busy moms. (laughs) (laughs) And so here are some of the tips that that post includes. Uh, First, it's okay to peruse Pinterest for new recipes, but you know your family. Have a set list of 20 to 30 meals that actually get eaten and use these on a consistent basis. Uh, The next tip is stick to a pattern. I love this. This is something that we do. Uh, For this writer, Mondays are meatless. Tuesdays are Mexican. Hello, Taco Tuesday. Uh, Wednesdays are Asian-inspired. Thursdays are something Italian. Fridays are either pizza night or breakfast for dinner. Saturdays are soup and sandwiches and leftovers or a night out, and Sundays are reserved for those meals that take a little bit more time. Uh, The writer also suggests using the app, uh, the Cozy Calendar app, which I feel like I'm going to have to check out because I never use that myself. Yeah, it's spelled C-O-Z-I. I haven't checked that out, but I got to look that up too. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Next tip is have your groceries delivered. This Mm. saves time. So use Instacart or Shipped or check local stores to see who delivers. Do you do this Uh, stuff? No, because I'm a little bit anal about the um, everything, so I don't. Do you use Instacart or Shipped or anything? You know, I've used Instacart a couple times, but I, I'm more likely to use the drive up and they fill your trunk option. Oh, sure. Uh, and a couple of local grocery stores have that. I know Walmart has it. I've used it several times. If I need kind of just those staples, but I'm, I'm like you too. If I want produce, and I use, we eat a lot of fresh produce in our home. Mm-hmm. I like to pick it out myself, so I go in. But I can see how it would save time if you're super busy, for sure. Yeah, although, I mean, I I don't don't want to say this to toot my horn, so please don't take it this way, anyone that's listening. Uh, <laughs> but I have figured out, I kid you not, I go to the store, I drive to the store, and I get all my things, and I drive home, and I it's all in 40 minutes. What? Wow. Yes. You know your store well. I know my store well. I really do know See, my The well. thing for me is, is I, I would not want to do that because for me, that's a nice little like break. Like I can wander yeah. up and down the aisles. I can get a Starbucks. I can pull my mask back and sip it occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I do predominantly shop at Aldi. There's no Starbucks at Aldi and it's a smaller store. So maybe okay. that's what's going for me. But yes. uh, okay. A few final tips that she shares. Uh, have the right tools and kitchen gadgets. So for her, the Instant Pot, air fryer, slow cooker, et cetera, are helpful. Uh, And then finally, stick to it. Know that there's going to be some weeks where the menu is thrown out completely and ordering a pizza will happen, but one week of craziness does not mean you should be giving up. That's true. 
Yeah. So true. Yeah. Those are some good tips. Yes, those are. You know, one thing that she mentioned was Meatless Monday. Do you guys do that at your house? Ever have meatless days? You know, no. No. I kind of like meat. You kind of like meat. Okay. <laughs> well, I know that there are a lot of people who try to limit meat for health reasons or yeah. environmental reasons. So yeah. there is a poster on Twin City Mom Collective um, about that. It's called On Eating Less Meat. So the writer there has tra- transitioned her family to eating less meat, but has not given it up completely. She made this decision for various reasons, like knowing a diet filled with plants offers many health benefits compared to one that is heavy in especially processed meat, mm-hmm. knowing animals are often abused in our food system, mm-hmm. uh, and knowing animal farming and production, particularly of beef, is a big contributor to climate change. So those are just a few of her reasons. Sure. Uh, but if you're thinking about eating less meat, um, here are some suggestions that she makes. Think of meat as a side. So rarely make the meat-starch-vegetable combo so many of us grew up with. Uh, try using meat for its flavor more than anything else. Hello, bacon. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love using um, bacon or um, some kind of a meat, like like a prosciutto or something. Uh, not prosciutto. What am I trying? Pancetta. Yeah. And with like Brussels sprouts. Oh, so good. Oh, yes. So good. Right. Uh, use less meat than a recipe calls for. So the recommended serving size of meat is only three ounces, and most recipes call for more meat than we need. So if the recipe calls for a pound of sausage or chicken, use half a pound and freeze the other half for later use. I like that's a good economical recommendation too. Yeah. Uh, for fajitas, amp up the peppers and onions and use less chicken. And obviously don't forget the guac. So that's another yes. good tip on having um, to up your vegetable intake yep. and just cutting out the meat. Cook one cut of meat and use it all week. For example, shredded pork can be made one night and used in pulled pork sandwiches. Um, and then the next night could be tacos, soup on the third, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, that's also a great way to use uh, meat that you find on sale. Mm-hmm. And then buy organic and local when you can. So when you're eating less meat, um, it can be easier to put your dollars towards meat that is better for you, for the environment, and for the animals yourself. So if you are interested in embracing a less meat plan in your home, those are some great small steps you can take. Yeah, for sure. And I love the idea of the the first post that we read, the Meatless Monday. So just saying, like, I'm going to challenge myself to once a week, mm-hmm. you know, doing um, a meatless option. So I think yeah, I love yeah, and that. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure our Catholic families that are listening, you know, it's yep. Lent right now. So they're probably doing meat, uh, no meat on Fridays, right? So sure. Fridays, yeah. Fridays might be your meatless night. Yeah, for sure. Uh, all right. Let's talk about sugar consumption. Mm. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Uh, okay, so Michelle, are you still eating Valentine's Day candy? Oh, busted. I sure am. <laughs> uh, yes. Well, uh, my husband and I were lucky enough to do a little bit of travel uh, recently, and we left our children with a lot of Valentine's Day candy <laughs> and came back to very little Valentine's Day. Nice. <laughs> so I guess that's a perk for us, but I'm kind of like, my kids' bellies cannot be healthy right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my gosh well um greenville mom collective which is one of our brand new sites a baby they, site yes That's a baby cool. site <laughs> they just launched in january and they have a great post about this uh, it's called sugar how much is too much for kids and so first uh this is what they say how much sugar is okay for your kids to consume uh well here's an interesting fact in order to survive babies have a born preference for sweetness So they'll drink breast milk, which is actually sweet. Um, But as kids get older, they're immersed in a world of sugary foods and drinks, um, some of which are specifically targeted to them. So that's a very interesting just reality. Yeah, I didn't realize that breast milk was sweet. I never tried it, so I don't know. 
Some people do that, like not like drink it in like um, mass amounts, but, but just taste it. Yeah. Yeah. I never sure. even thought about if it was sweet or savory. I never- <laughs> yeah. I hadn't thought about it either. So <laughs> uh, here's another thing the writer shares uh, that added sugars and sweeteners can be more than 200 what? times sweeter than naturally occurring sugar, wow. which makes kids continually want sweeter and sweeter things in order to get them that same effect. Mm-hmm. Addicts. They're little addicts. Mm. Uh, okay, the American Heart Association states that kids ages 2 to 18 should have no more than 25 grams. That's six teaspoons of sugar daily. I wonder yeah. what I wonder what kids age 30 and over. <laughs> Let's not look. Let's not look at that. No. Uh, and then and they also say that children under two should have zero zero grams wow. of added sugar. So interesting. Uh, and for context, here let's talk about context. This yeah. is good. Uh, one cup of chocolate milk, so that's an eight ounce serving, has ten grams of added sugar, oh. almost half of the recommendation. Oh, and I I sometimes think of chocolate milk as a healthy healthy option. <laughs> oh my goodness. Not like what. a healthy, healthy option, but like a fun treat that I don't feel so bad about because it's milk. Because it's milk, naturally. It's okay. <laughs> oh, well, then let's talk about juice. Uh-huh. Uh, that's healthy, right? Uh... Uh, no, unfortunately. <laughs> so juice has very little nutritional value, and it's concentrated with sugar. Mm-hmm. Not only can that cause issues with tooth decay, our dentists love that, mm-hmm. um, but juice lacks many of the benefits that eating the whole fruit gives, specifically fiber. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my kids love a good Capri Sun every now and then, though. But oh gosh, I don't. Yeah, I don't. Uh, a good juice box is a good. Yeah, but that's perk for yeah. It is rare. We it's always milk or water for my kids. Yeah, for most part. yeah, for sure. So, well, here here's a suggestion though: if your kids are going to drink juice, offer it watered down and in small amounts. So, the American Academy of Pediatrics recommends uh, limiting juice to four to six ounces a day in children ages one to six years, and limiting it to eight ounces in kids age seven through eighteen. Eight ounces. That's that's nothing compared to like the bottles of of juice that are sold. You know, like what you buy your kids. It's crazy, right? Yeah. Okay. Do, are you, do you keep juice around the house? So we have uh, when I have, I'll get Costco the honest juice boxes or something, and I'll keep them in the garage mm-hmm. for when we have people over, which doesn't happen very often right now. Sure. So I have, but other than that, no, I don't have it in the house. I, yeah. It's just milk or water, or we have like Lacroix, like sparkling water. But yeah, do your kids drink the sparkling water, Lacroix? Uh, my daughter does sometimes, but I have to limit her because she'll drink like a third of it and then abandon it. And it yeah. makes me mad because. Yeah, that's not okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's another issue about my aggression towards my kids and they're not drinking <laughs> drinks all the way, but that's okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. So now that we know all this stuff, how do we regulate sugar intake in any of our kids? Here's some suggestions. Start, you know, first start by taking note of all of the sources of added sugar that your kids are eating on a regular basis. Uh, Start with looking at cereals, beverages that include sports drinks, sodas, juice, chocolate milk, just as we're talking through. Mm -hmm. Uh, Look at their snacks, their bread, and even sauces like ketchup, barbecue sauce, Mm. teriyaki. Honestly, I think especially being on a Whole30, I know how much has sugar in it. And so um, being more conscientious of looking at the food labels and reading how many grams of sugar are in um, the products that we're serving to our kids is a great spot to start. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then try to choose food 
and drinks with zero to low, low amounts of added sugar, um, or better yet, choose more foods without a food label, such as fresh fruit, veggies, and protein sources. I love that. I never thought about it. Choose a uh, food without a food label. I that's, had never thought about that either. That's a great option because most of the time those are healthier choices. Yeah, for sure. No, I think, I, I think those are all some really great um, suggestions and ones that I'm for sure going to read at the dinner table tonight to all of my children. Oh, they'll love that. Like, thank They're you, gonna- mother, for sharing that information. I feel enlightened and inspired. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, we we would love to hear how all of you are managing nutrition yeah. in your home. How do you do it? Tell us. Tell us your ways. It's hard. But leave a comment for us on social media. Uh, you can find us at uh, City Mom Collective, Facebook, Instagram, wherever you, you know, consume, wink, wink, your social media. Well, thanks for listening, fellow mamas. Uh, And when you put veggies on your kid's plate tonight, we're not going to say don't put sprinkles on them (laughs) because that always adds more fun to life. And it's for sure within the recommended amount of sugar intake. So add a little sprinkles. (laughs) Have a good day. For show notes and more information on this episode of Just Add Sprinkles Celebrating Motherhood, please visit momcollective.com. There you can find more information on our topic, our guest, and our host, Stephanie Fleece. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a minute to give a review wherever you listen to podcasts so we can keep encouraging moms to celebrate motherhood and just add sprinkles.